Um. Hey, oh. <laughs> hey, sorry, the party's still not here. I'm Daniel Roos. Go up off the shoulders. Oh. It's the first time around we go through Disney Through the Decades is shit too, but the, this time we're taking a side detour because it's <laughs> not on Disney Through the Decades, but it is adjacent to the era we're looking at Disney stuff. Yeah, I yeah. figured this is one of my episodes, so technically this shouldn't be a Disney Through the Well, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not, not Disney. A Disney through I was the about decades. to say because it's not on Disney Through the Decades, even though it's a Disney project, and it does kind of slot in uh, to the 1940s time period that we're talking about. Although they we're going back a couple years because the last couple episodes we did of Disney Through the Decades stuff it was about uh, like later 40s stuff. We're going back to what 1943 for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I'm doing a little detour. Uh, this is my. Uh, what was the name of that goddamn Disney movie that got Reluctant Dragon? Uh, before mm. we ever did Disney Through the Decades, you wanted to do the Reluctant Dragon, which I even I had never heard of before, and that was a Disney semi documentary about how s- cartoons were made at the Disney Studio, uh, mixed with a cartoon about a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially it's it's really, the bulk of it was a documentary, live action documentary about the studio, quote with, unquote documentary. Yeah, well, fronted with a cartoon. Was it bookended? Did they have a cartoon at the end stuff too about the dragon? Bookended yeah. with a cartoon about the dragon. It was kind of the sugar that made the medicine go down. It kind of tricked people into paying for the movie, thinking, "Oh, this is a new Disney animated feature." But no, it's only ten minutes of cartoons, and then like ninety minutes of Fuck Walt Disney. Yeah. They were like, "Hey, this is the ink and paint department. This is." Look, these motherfuckers on strike. I'm waving my handgun at them. I'm going to shoot Art Babbitt in the ass. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And uh, this is kind of the wartime equivalent of that. Where they were like, well, we want to make... Well, I wasn't even really... I mean, it's propaganda, especially the last ten minutes. But it's more like a pitch to the State Department on behalf of this one Russian dude who's like, we need to build bombers. We're going to lose the war. Uncle Disney, can you make a whole animated... Well, it's not really animated feature, but could you make a whole, like, documentary about how I think we need new, better, uh, farther-reaching airplanes to defeat Japan with? And Walt Disney was like, okay, I guess. But we'll (laughs) front-end it with, like, a 20-minute cartoon about the history of aviation that has nothing to do with the rest of what this goddamn thing we're doing is. Um, so yeah, today we're talking about... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to run run roughshod over your introduction. I don't care. Um... We're talking about 1943's Victory Through Air Power. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, this is one of those things where I I think I had mentioned this on last week's episode just idly because I was like, oh, man, I want to watch that sometime just to see what it's about because I know that's... The fact that Disney was working on stuff like this for the State Department is why we're going to end up having to talk about so many package features soon. And we've already talked about a couple, Sludos Amigos and... Three Caballeros are both package features, but um, the most of the 40s, the Disney company was stuck doing propaganda for the State Department, and that's why they didn't have too many actual feature features after Dumbo. That's why for most of the 40s, whatever pe- features they put out were just collecting whatever shit-ass little cartoons they could kind of squeeze out in between doing all this work for the State Department, and they are just kind of super glue those cartoons together. And put it out and say, hey, it's Make Mine Melody or what are the fuck these other... We're going to be talking about these soon because they're on Disney+. Plus. But like, yeah. here's like a 60-minute cartoon about Jack and the Beanstalk stuck together with like a 10-minute cartoon about Sleepy Hollow for no reason. That's mm-hmm. a movie, I guess. That's because they were spending the rest of their time. They didn't have enough time to complete a single animated feature, so they just kind of stuck whatever odds and ends they had lying around the work- workshop and said, that's yeah. a movie. 
It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> like on a pizza pie. Uh, we got this Disney pizza pie. It's called Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It's like 40% frogs and 60% uh, fucking... St well, I guess that's the one with Sleepy Hollow in it. What the fuck? Mm. So, Whatever. how you been doing? What you been doing? How you doing at Animal Crossing? Because there's not much to talk about through a higher power. What are you talking about? Yeah. Did you take the blow-by-blow -blow notes? Hell no. Oh, <laughs> no! I mean, <laughs> so I took notes, but I wasn't going to be like... And then they talked about... <laughs> well, really? Because, like... It would how be like... to build an aircraft and fly... And then apply it over the channel for 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. It would be like... Yeah. So, man, I... I'm wondering... We only have, like, five listeners as it is. And of the, our five listeners, how many people would have seen Victory Through Air Power and or would go out of their way to see Victory Through Air, Air Power just so they can listen to today's episode versus our truly maniacal maniac motherfucker listeners who might just listen to this regardless if they've seen this shit or not. Kudos to you if you're listening to this, uh, especially if you've never seen this stuff. Because is this is almost impossible to find. I found one tiny little torrent online mm. in the internet dumpster. Five and, years ago, and you've been downloading <laughs> it over a drip feed since. Kinda. And I did see there's one or two copies on YouTube. Um, actually, if you look up "failure through air power," uh, mm. that's it's it's like a two-hour video on YouTube. And for some reason, whoever, I guess they're trying to thwart copyright protection, they added like an extra 15, 20 minutes of just weird text at the beginning of the cartoon. But if you fast forward that through that, it is just the rest of normal Victory Through Air Power. It's not like, it's not like postage stamped or anything like that. It's presented normally, but mm -hmm. like, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, just, Failure Through Air Power, then you can watch on YouTube. I should have started the episode with that, because who the hell is going to listen to through all the rambling I just did, dude? Get to the instructions. Well, even if you watch this thing, you're not gonna make it through the entire way because they're just gonna start talking unless you're interested in like see that's why stuff at the time because yeah. they start talking about hey you gotta use planes go go cause <laughs> fly over and attack and for 20 so, minutes and you're like all right I get it you turn it off because there's no funny haha's here no that's kind of what I like about it because like I I, I right after we recorded last week I threw this on because I found I found the torrent downloaded it and. I was like, yeah, I'll throw it on just to see what this is, to see if there's any potential for us to talk about. And of course, the the opening 20 minutes with the history of uh, aviation, I was like, oh, we could cut. It's kind of like watching a short. It's not very funny, but... <laughs> I mean, the funniest thing is the fact... Is, so it starts with... A, I did take a notes a little bit. Okay. So it says, yeah, our country in the past has struggled through many storms of anguish, difficulty, and doubt. But we have always been saved by men of vision and courage who opened their minds and showed us out of confusion. Is this the shit where they're sucking Billy Mitchell's dick at the beginning? The One text? of the men who foresaw the present <laughs> moral conflict, who tried desperately to awaken and prepare us for the issue, who was ignored and ridiculed, was General Billy Mitchell. He kept saying... And squirt hot sauce in those bad guys' eyes, and we'll win every time. And then suddenly the camera cuts to live-action footage of Billy Mitchell knocking over Donkey Kong cabinets with a baseball bat while wearing a little, little World War II general's cap. How has Billy Mitchell, how has that not been like an animated gif of that intro been like a meme on the internet when anyone <laughs> ever talks about Billy Mitchell online? It's fucking hilarious. Because nobody wants to put any effort into doing anything with Billy Mitchell because he's done it to himself. Well, it's weird that there's this whole thing about Billy Mitchell at the beginning. 
And I guess it's only in there because I guess this guy, there's even live action footage of this guy for 10 seconds talking about, one day we're going to use bombs to blow up the he, Japs. He looks like somebody <laughs> that would have been cast in a fucking old timey, like, movie about somebody complaining to the sheriff about gophers <laughs> digging up his yard. He's Chester Cobblepot from, uh, no, no, the, wait, that's the guy who became the penguin. His bow tie is the same fabric as his <laughs> suit jacket. I know, and it's great. He's got this tweed suit. Who's the guy? Chester Copperpot. Uh, uh, who, uh, he, the, the guy who, st who found the Goonies map in the Goonies. He's that guy. He's this mm. 1930s, like, yeah, he's talking about how I don't remember what the fuck. The big thing is, I guess he was the mentor of the Russian guy who hosts the rest of the movie after the history of aviation thing. I guess that's the only reason they stuck him in here, because I guess Disney was sucking this Russian guy's dick so much, and this Russian guy was sucking this Billy Mitchell's dick's guy's dick so much, even though he was dead. He was like, we have to have a, a eulogy at the start of this, talking about how amazing Billy Mitchell was and how smart he was about foreseeing our need for a dedicated air force one day, which this is. This was uh, released in 1943, and I looked it up, and the Air Force was not established until 1947. Mm. And so this was, I mean, it does make a good case for, like, we needed an established Air Force, and they're, they're even like the uh, the Royal Air Force. They have their own dedicated thing. I mean, like, turns out he was, he was right. We needed a fucking kinda, Air Force. Well, that's, well this, <laughs> so that's the thing that made my, really got me wound up watching the last half of this thing was, well, the first time watched. I watched it the second time once a week committed to actually doing this for a project but uh watching the whole thing at the end about the where, where um fucking dr spengler is talking about how how are we gonna defeat russia and i was like oh man it's so rare to watch something that was made during world war ii where someone really is like we have no idea how to end this this war we could probably defeat the nazis eventually just because we're just gonna gang up on them fuck them up we got the russians they're gonna help us out and shit but when it comes to the japan stuff all these situations they're talking about, like, we're not, we don't know, maybe we could go through Russia, maybe we could do this, but, like, this shit's gonna take years, which is funny, because, like, and, uh, like, after we bombed Japan, you know, of course, for the last, like, 60, 70 years or whatever, everyone's been debating whether or not we absolutely had to do that, and I've heard some people use these arguments about, well, we could have done this. And the people who defend the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki always talk about, like, mm -hmm. if we just went from island to island, that would have taken years and cost, you know, maybe not millions of American lives. But, and, like, it's it's funny it's funny to see this guy actually going through all these arguments in 1943 saying, we could do, the, do this, but this is why we can't do that. Or at least if we do that, we're going to be, this is going to take years. And I was like, shit, man, for the first time while watching something made during World War II, it really made me feel like... How fucked up it must have been, like, in the position of being someone in during World War II. You don't really know how this is going to turn out. Even if you yeah. assume America's going to win, you're like, this could take, like, another five years. And, like, God knows how many American casualties if they don't get around to bombing the continental United States first. Which, again, this is propaganda. Propaganda designed, what? designed to get the State Department on board with this shit. So... They're going to be hedging their bets and twisting the truth a little bit. But still, it's like, fucking, so many people suck the dick of Casablanca. I love Casablanca. Uh, Casablanca. I love when Rex <laughs> whips the wall and Walmy comes out of his Cafe American <laughs> when he's fighting the Nazis. Casablanca. <laughs> I'm losing my, I'm so uh, mixed up right now. No, but Castle My Blanca. favorite genre no, of video game, Castle Blancas. 
people love Casablanca so much just because even though that was made actually right after America got involved in World War II. But that movie was so confident, like, yeah, we're Americans, we're gonna fuck up the Nazis and great. So in retrospect, it feels like it could, it could, would've, it feels like a movie that would've been made after World War II, after we know how everything turned out, because it's so confident in itself. And I'm used to watching wartime media like that. And so mm. it's rare to see something where, like, somebody really is just like, I don't know how we're gonna, and, and, and how we're gonna end this war, it's fucked up. And I was like, oh man, that's fucking scary as shit. And, like, it's rare to see anything produce that kind of makes you feel like oh shit man this this war was really fu i mean there's holocaust shit and you know shit going on in europe but like pacific theater stuff is like uh anyway but that, that that's really what kind of got me which that's just me i'm sure that wasn't you too but like i don't know i thought it was just it was more emotionally engaging uh than a powerpoint presentation made 80 years ago should have ever made me felt let's put it that way so mm -hmm. and anyway, well, you, you you keep on talking Oh no, it's it's fine. That's um, mostly why I want to talk about it. Um, oh, and okay. actually, the last ten minutes of animation, uh, when they're showing all the airplanes taking off from Alaska to bomb mm -hmm. um, Japan, I thought that was actually really. There's some really as 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 the guy who was jerking off all over the old mill, uh, that shorts. Mm. There's some there's like when they're taken off and it's all snowy and windy and shit i was like oh man like technically it's really well done which is funny because aside from the history of aviation st short they use a lot of animation shortcuts for the rest like i mean half of this thing is live action it's just it's just egon in an office just pointing at a, at a map saying this we got bomb japan here but like they do get away look with at even... my big arrows you see arrows <laughs> exactly but they get away with like they only have to animate arrows or if there's airplanes the airplanes are just like painted bits of stuff on a glass so they use the multiplane to kind of make the move although even then though there's a lot of pencil mileage they do have some airplane battle scenes where you really like without the aid of computers oh, though go ahead they really uh spend some time uh animating orville wright's juicy booty though <laughs> when he's hunched that's down great. in that plane that's good cartooning though i thought that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> It's, but also, like, they started off with a funny ha-ha, like, the crowd are gathered and they're all watching and they freak out and they clap and stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, you got your funny ha-has out of there? <laughs> Forget about it. It's the it's last done. time you're going to laugh for the next 90 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it really does get into just more about the, like, the... I mean, there's a little funny thing where they talk about how the United States Army then, then, then tried to commission a wartime plane. Yeah. And there's kind of the funny thing where they show all these people, like submitting their designs for a warplane and then they had they were all took their pitches back once yeah. they once the government was like well you have to put some cash down on this we're not just gonna do this for free that's yeah. kind of funny but the rest mm. of it yeah because the rest of it's just the application of aviation to wartime stuff and i guess mm -hmm. the only other funny part is when the dot the, the the german when fritz gets bricked in the head by the frenchman and they start shooting at, at each other wasn't world war ii whimsical and fun with <laughs> Pilots throwing bricks at each other. <laughs> the, the, the camera just pans down. You just see all these millions of people gassing each other. But then there's these whimsical <laughs> two guys just like, yeah, throwing bricks at each other from airplanes. And the voiceover guy is like, oh, man, war sure was awesome for the airplanes. We never could have done this shit at peacetime. Yeah. And exactly. then, whoops, 1939 wants a word with you. 
I like an explode. Well, they kind of do that when 1940, when 1914 shows up. That explodes, but the 1939 shows up, and it super explodes. It's like, oh, war, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Which, again, it's crazy to think. Like, this was made in 1943. That was only four years ago. It's like if we were, like, if, it's like if we were trying to release, like, an animated documentary about, like, the Trump election right now. It's like that, that recent thing, in the past. But, yeah. The thing that I thought was Buckwild when uh, the, the dude was like, hey, it was only 40 years ago when... The right brothers Fuck. learn to fly to your life. Man. That's that's like star like the Empire Strikes Back to us is older than the idea of powered flight was to the people who made this movie that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Which is funny because now this thing's like eighty years old, so that's like 149 years in the past or the fuck now, but but yeah, again, again, looking from their perspective, though, it's like, like, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot, I was gonna make a joke. Will this work? Oh, please work. I had this charged up and everything like that. I was gonna say, Uh-oh. you know what? When you see victory through air power, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, you're not gonna work. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have tested that out. I- Test tested up. Now it's not working. Oh wait, I have to refresh the web page. <laughs> this is why. Okay, this is why I, I'm I'm not good. As at bad at podcasting as I am, I'm even mm-hmm. worse at the morning zoo review format of podcasting. Mm. If only you knew somebody who could edit the podcast to put it in the <laughs> right spot. Exactly. Here we go. Okay, here's my air power. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? It cut out for me. What was that? I just heard. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Just fart sounds? Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's wow, enough for that. Okay. You're great. That's fantastic. <laughs> So glad we're able to be so highly <laughs> insightful, educational here. I love us. The best. <laughs> How do we not win more Academy Awards or whatever podcast awards there are? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So, <laughs> what else is on your notes? Oh um, my god. I gotta catch that goddamn cicada shell. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I still haven't seen one. No. Oh Woo! I do. It was terrifying when the <laughs> Russian dude uh, <clears throat> said that eventually battlefield will be anywhere on the world. This planes get longer and longer. The <laughs> distinction between civilian and soldier will be erased. That's a very like, Russian proclamation. Yeah. Fucking dire, dude. Jesus Christ. Damn. Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, I should have more taken more notes. I mean, it is kind of cool. Like they talk about. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, the animation is cool when they have, like, air fights and stuff like that. Well, I find um, it interesting, you know, I didn't know that this wasn't, like, government-funded propaganda until I quickly read a little I bit. I guess right Disney just sacrificed a lot of his own time and money for this, yeah. Yeah. And so I figured it was, and I thought it was weird that they would put this out, like, knowing what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, in terms of the turmoil at the studio itself? No, 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 no. In, like, building fucking bombs that they were gonna oh, blow yeah. up the world with. Oh, I love how cheerful everything. they're like, hey, man, guess what? It's gonna be fucking cool. We're gonna build bombs that cause earthquakes. That's yeah, a good... Yeah, I'm just like, you know, you realize... 
it's like if you oh, build those bombs, it's not like we're gonna have a patent on that that's gonna make it illegal for anyone else to make the same fucking things, right? Holy mm -hmm. shit. I mean, <laughs> granted, I like even that as like fucking pales to comparison about how we actually managed to win the World War II. If you were like, hey, guess what? We're gonna split an atom right above a city and just like kill millions of people in well, a flash. Also, that, that <clears throat> the last little little bit in it when we were like hey here's what it might look like if we start bombing the hell out of japan and just know, footage know, like, of like things exploding i was like kind of tugging on my collar being like man uh, i know this uh, is uh, of the time but <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh. although all this destruction because they sh they are just tokyo just gets like almost nuked in terms of like as badly as you could bomb a city without actually using thermonuclear weaponry but, like, there's not a single body to be found, so it's super... That's yeah. very... Th I mean, that's actually almost as fucking propaganda-esque as the fucking eagle fighting the fucking octopus. How are those <laughs> not... I want zoom-zooms of the eagle fighting the octopus from the end of this movie. How is that a not a ride at Walt Disney World? Um, I don't know. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's, the movie's so cheerful about, like... Which, granted, I mean, you're backed into... Well, I guess America wasn't backed into war, but, like... Well, just even also the footage, they show all these, like, ships getting sunk by torpedoes. <gasps> Lots I mean, of really talk cool about animation. supply routes. Yeah, which I actually fields. did thought it was, like, the whole thing where they talk about how... Oh, I I fucking love the shit out of history, man. I thought as just... This is my gem, but the fact <laughs> they put this out in a theater I and expected not... people to pay money to see it... I will see, well, is... watching it for the first time, I'm like, this is a terrible movie. But, mm -hmm. like, as a document, as an, in, like, as an informative pitch to the State Department, it's fucking fantastic. Because the way they even, like, I mean, granted, if you work at the State Department, you already kind of understand that, like... I mean, what, what's the uh, State like, Department going to do? Say, you know, we've been listening to that guy for a while, <laughs> but Walt Disney did do that animation. It I mean, really turned it around for me. If it really takes a cartoon... To trick you into, into suddenly changing the whole Orville course of Wright's the juicy, juicy ass that... You know, I wasn't thinking about using airplanes. The only thing that drowned out his booty cheeks <laughs> clapping together was the sound of that engine. Exactly, yeah. I would actually be more suspect of somebody who was swayed by this than not, but yeah. But, like, I do love, like, just as, like, a presentation of information, I thought was actually really well done. Um, because, mm -hmm. like, even the thing of where I, they're talking about how the how Nazi Germany turned, turns into a wheel that compacts as it's being attacked by Lansing, oh, you I, have to attack the heart. Oh, I thought it was cool. The, the storyboard artist that, that did the footage of the Nazi uh swastika spinning and turning into propellers just got oh, God, just yeah. gave himself a big old pat on the back when he came up with that one. He came home. Threw the storyboards down on the floor. I was like, wife, I deserve to get my cock sucked tonight. <laughs> I did it. I cracked the code. Um, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, like I said, there's some uh, pretty good uh, technical animation and stuff like that. Even though the, the actual, really, that technically savvy animation is kind of sparse. Because so much of this is just, like, arrows over maps and stuff like that. Which, I mean, they're well-animated arrows flying over maps and stuff, but... And I didn't even think about how, like, later when he's talking about, like, how if we're gonna invade Japan, they're like, well, technically we come through China, but China's, like, defended by mountains on this one side, so we'd have to, like, go through Burma, like, on mm -hmm. foot, like, like, slashing through the jungle. And I'm thinking, oh, man, yeah, that could have gone into, like, into the 50s doing that shit. Like, that yeah, everybody's gotta get up in Crete's business. Yeah, as you can kind of see, 
Assuming you just take any of this propaganda at face value, you can kind of see kind of horrifying ways this war could have dragged out and created all kinds of extra fucked up alternate realities where none of us exist <clears throat> in our current forms because because fucking Fra Franklin Delano Roosevelt wasn't swayed by a fucking Disney cartoon to create like long distance <laughs> bombers. But well, you know what the funny thing is, and I was reading up about. Okay, then, well, how did we end the war? Like, what, what, wait, what kind wait, of wait, planes wait. did they use to drop the, the Hiroshima bomb? What was it? I, I was just going to ask, what was this? Does this guy hold any, like, official office, or was he just, like, the. the oh, this guy? Alec no, he, I, think I mean, this he, guy... he was Major Alexander P.D. Zareski, or whatever. Yeah. But, like. The Russian uh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Why did he need a cartoon and a book to do this? Hey, you know what? So I guess, well, so the, okay, so he wrote a book called Victory Through Air Power, which is pretty much yeah, the yeah, book yeah. version of what we're saying. I guess yeah. Disney liked it. I guess it was like a big hit with like Reader's Digest. It was essentially, <laughs> I'm saying, it was like the 1940s equivalent. It fits of right like, in your pocket. Of a, like a Twitter article that gets passed around a lot on Twitter, on social media. And so I guess by virtue of everyone just having read his book, they were like, oh, this guy's an expert, even though, like, he has no military... I mean, he has military training, but he has no standing within the American government or anything like that. He's not a part okay. of the American government. And so I guess it was just Disney kind of browbeating the American government into, like, you have to pay attention to this guy. We think he has really smart ideas. Kind of like... Almost kind of the way, like, if someone on Facebook writes something and you just, like... You, you, like, if, on Facebook, you just forward the article to your fucking... To fucking state legislature or something. Like, this, this, this guy who thinks you can cure COVID with... Just by eating uh, Cheetos dipped in Clorox, we should listen to him. Um, I mean, that's kind of the same standing. Like I said, there's no reason why the American government should have felt obligated to listen to this guy any more than anyone else. But Yeah, because it's weird thinking, like, oh, the government wasn't creating just fleets and fleets of bombers at the well, time. They and I did see on, like, Wikipedia, people were talking, they, they poked all, all kinds of holes in this guy's arguments, because they were like, well, uh, launching bombers from uh, Alaska doesn't work because the weather's too fucked up. That's why there's not, like, a lot of airports or, like... Like, people fly in and out of Alaska, but, like, it would not have been a reliable air base yeah. or anything like that. There's reasons. Well, and this guy knew what he was talking about in terms of air flying and shit like that, but, like, there's weather stuff and, like, geological things he didn't necessarily take into consideration. There's, a re there's, a re there's reasons why the United States went with nuclear bombing over any of this guy's ideas. But, although, I mean, they did the nuclear bombing because <clears throat> it's funny in this, in this documentary. It is funny. <laughs> it is a real knee slapper. <laughs> when, when all those buildings in Tokyo just go flying, it's fucking... I died. Um... Uh, oh, I forgot. I was gonna say, here's the here's the there's the sound of, of bombs being dropped in Japan. Oh wait, that's not it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst app you are. <laughs> I get that in. Oh, I. I, hate... I thought you were gonna use your slide whistle, I know, Bill. You know what? That's under some cat food right now. <laughs> I've been oh. straightening and cleaning up. So <laughs> the, the cats have been playing with it. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but he's talking. He specifically does talk in here about like. His big pitch at the end, aside from, like, using Alaska as an airbase, he's talking about we need, at minimum, bombers who have, like, a thousand mile, a three thousand mile, uh, radius of attack. Turns mm. out the B-29s, although these were being built even before this documentary was made or released, the B-29s that dropped the bombs on, on, on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they were exactly what this guy was talking about. He just didn't realize that the United States government was already 
Again, because this guy wasn't part of the government. you think those dudes who were making that shot sat in the audience being like, what an asshole. <laughs> exactly, because they're like, you know, I, exactly, because this guy, was he was not part of the government, so he wasn't privy to anything that was going on. Exactly, there are definitely people watching this shit going... <laughs> We got, like, he's asking for more airplanes. We're, like, building a thousand of these fucking things. Also, talk to Larry. He's building this bomb that can kill, like, 80 million people with one push of a butt. It's fucking great. I don't see why this Russian asshole is so worried about anything. We got this fucking war wrapped up. All we need to go now is just drop these fucking things. Oh, you think somebody went up to Walt Disney after this came out and was like, Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You want to see something? Let me show you something. They showed him some footage of him testing out the atomic bombs. He was oh, like, man. Well, that was a waste of money. <laughs> well, fuck it. I just, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, too, because, like, I guess RKO, which was the studio that, like, had, had distributed all of Disney's movies up until this point, when Disney was so bullish about, like, we, we're not just going to throw this at the State Department. We're going to release this in theaters. RKO was like saw this, I'm like, this is not a movie, no one's gonna pay to see this, it's just, it's just the fucking Egon Spengler in an office yelling at people, not yelling at people, but, oh, it's but not a, it's not a movie, but I Disney's like, we gotta get that in theaters. Fucking Archie and Jughead watched out of the theater being <laughs> like, oh, oh, golly gee willikers, I sure, I'm gonna join the Air Force and fly <laughs> me one of them bombers right up old Adolf's keister. Oh, <laughs> It's called Victory Through Air Power, so it doesn't sound like the hottest story in the world. But mm. I can imagine there were plenty of people who did pay a ticket because they're like, "Hey, it's a new Disney movie. Let's go see it. I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna take my girl out on a date. We're gonna see that new hot new Disney movie because she loves little fluffy." And they get there, and some guys like planes fly in the sky. We watch them; <laughs> they drop bombs, and they're like, "This is not what I this signed is, up for. This is not kissing movie material. What is this? What the fuck? I, I can't feel up my my girlfriend while watching this. this is just... No, this is the perfect time to feel up your girlfriend when why? Because nobody's gonna be interested. Yeah. Especially with all the nightmare, especially, God forbid, if you took your kids to see this and all the fucking nightmare-inducing imagery of, like, fucking cities getting repeatedly blown up and earthquake bombs and dam buster bombs and... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> H, fucking God. Christ. So, yeah, mm -hmm. no, and then it gets... <laughs> really, they just keeps on going doing that stuff until, yeah, it turns into, like, the last five minutes, turns into a fucking... Uh, Lenny Reifenstahl, but American thing where, yeah, the fucking eagle comes down and attacks... An octopus, that's Japan's power. Uh, and like, just hits the head of the octopus a whole bunch of times. And then goes, <laughs> ew, ew, flies up to the sky and lands on an American flag. And like, gives yeah. a big thumbs up. It's to totally Team America World Police bullshit. And that's oh, the end. A victory through air power, the end. Not even any end credits or anything like that. Just, that's it. So, holy yeah. shit. That's fuck. what you deserve. Oh, man. So yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, we didn't really cover much of it, but well, just, I'm, not, watch I'm, it, I'm even watching it now, and there's actually like a there's nothing to it aside from so then the Britons thought their boats <laughs> would blow up stuff, but Adolf just flew his ding dang planes over the boats, yeah, I and did, shot them up that way. I did see um uh I was I did Leonard oh, Lenny Reifenstahl's Leonard Malton's intro for this. Mm. Because uh, I guess uh -huh. Victory Through Air Power is put on, you know, the Disney... Uh, really, more oh, the DVD, I was going to... Silver... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you finish your thought. I'll remember mine. Hopefully. No, I was just going to say, I, well, because they, I guess the, the first time that this has been released on DVD was the one time it was included on the Disney and World War II 
DVD package from like 20 years ago, the silver case thing. You know, the, the, the Disney yeah, yeah, DVD yeah. lines that everyone loves so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but anyway, so but anyway, that that Leonard Maltin intro is on YouTube. You can watch that. I was gonna say, what's your anecdote? Go ahead. Cause I'll, oh, I'll I don't have an up. anecdote. I was gonna say I'm, I'm surprised they don't have like a World War II propaganda section on Disney Plus, like you know, their little um, collection things. You know what? After a while, uh, as they become more desperate to put new stuff on the service, just to say, hey, we've got new stuff on the service. I'm, sh I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they could totally put this on there because there's nothing inherently racist in here. Um, aside from just blowing up Japan over and over again, I guess Fritz gets hit in the, in the back of the head with a brick. That's a hate crime, I guess? Um, but yeah, there's nothing... Of all the World War II propaganda I've seen, there's probably the least, like, specifically, like, you don't have, like, Donald Duck, like, punching, you know, the fucking Hirohito in the face or anything like that, but... Um, but yeah, so they could probably put... I mean, I guess they felt comfortable enough to put, like I said, put it in that DVD package from the Disney Treasures DVD well, line. they also put, like, the... the Donald's, uh... What is the, the one? The Fierce Face? The yeah, the yeah. Fierce Face. I would be like, curious to see... Especially with the rise of fascism and shit today, I kind of wonder if, like, maybe 10 years ago it? they may have done that. If, if there was a Disney Plus 10 years ago, maybe they would have done it. Maybe not now. Have you seen Fear's Face? I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, so. I've seen it. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I jerk off to it all the time. Me and my fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't even joke again. I, this this day and age, that's not even really funny. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's... Well, that, that's the thing everyone... They think... That's, I mean, it is propaganda, and there is some racist shit in there, because I think, actually, he does, I think he punches Hirohito and, uh, fucking Nazi, and, yeah, I think there are, like, racist characters of, like, but, yeah, he's, like, punching the Japs and all that shit. There's even, oh, yeah. anytime the there's Japs, Japanese but... anime, or people, <sighs> Japanese God. people animated in fucking... these war, World Tour shit, it's always just atrocious this is horrifying. Yeah, and this is what I always fucking hear from all the, all these fucking dipshits who claim to think they were fucking animation experts. Not like me, who I'm a... <laughs> I am the premier anime. I'm old fat Leonard Malton. Uh, no, but I've always heard people like, you know, Walt Disney was secretly a Nazi because he made that Donald Duck cartoon where he's a Nazi. That's because Don... He was a... That, Don, that was Disney! Disney was a Nazi because Donald Duck was a Nazi. It was like, no, it was an anti-Nazi piece of propaganda. The whole point of that thing is, like, Donald has a nightmare that he wakes up and he's a part of the Third Reich. And, like, he, like, it's, 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 it's Disney. I mean, yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. was an anti-Semite, but he wasn't a Nazi. I mean, he wasn't any more anti-Semitical than, like, half the other fucking industry leaders in Hollywood at the time, too. So it wasn't like he was going around, like, you know. Oh, yeah, America was, <laughs> people don't like to admit how anti-Semitic America was. I mean, we, again, we're kind of seeing a wake-up of that again these days, too. Like, that's the much more of a mainstream thing than you'd think. But, like, yeah, a fucking... It's, like, right up there with the Disney being frozen thing, where, like, people just... It's it's a stupid urban legend. And, and the fact that they pointed to the Jafir's face as, as the one bit of proof... <laughs> I mean, it's just... Can you Matt? Like, when we were, yeah, like, younger, like, in our teens, early 20s, the whole idea of Disney being frozen, sure, whatever, fine. He's thought out and he's we like, just hear that. Right. It's just background well, Can you thinking, imagine yeah. him being thought out right now and being like, I own how much? What? Oh my god, you know what? If everything? Was... I own everything? <laughs> like, thanks, guys. You don't have to do this, but you made me king of the world. Oh my god. You know what? Actually, if Disney was frozen, it would totally behoove the people in charge of Disney. Fucking, who's who's the head of Disney right now? Not, not Ub Iwerks. Who's the guy? I don't um, remember. It, uh, it would behoove him to go downstairs and unplug Disney, just so he never does wake up and threaten to take yeah. over the country. Over the, well, it would be taking over the country. The country, yeah, yeah the exactly. country of Disney. <laughs>
Uh, I mean, yeah. that's what Disney was working towards, having his own country. So I sure, mean, why not? oh man, that's the thing. He finds out like like Disney has taken over the world, but he's like, "What the fuck did you do to Disney World? That was supposed to be my planned community of tomorrow, and you just put a big silver ball there. What the fuck? How did you fuck this up?" <laughs> Yeah, they're supposed to have its own police department and fire department. Figment the dragon? What are you? Are you high? He's like, what the fuck is this, Captain EO? I would love to be a fly on the wall during the week where Walt Disney's brought up to speed on all the things that Disney's made since he's died. He's like, the fuck is Tron? Why are these guys in leotards with glowing lights? Oh god, I'd fucking. Oh, that's a that would that's a comedy skit right there in of itself. D- Unfrozen caveman Disney. Uh, <laughs> just like what? Oh, what? God, what is this? But, yeah. So that's all to say, I went to the zoo today. <laughs> that's a good title for a song. <laughs> so, that's a the, great title for a punk song. The most important thing yeah. is I went to the zoo today, and I saw some elephants fucking <laughs> just banging. Really? Oh, they went How? at it. <laughs> Wait, I gotta Things look this I did now. not expect to see today. How? Semen spilling out of an elephant, but I saw it. Did your son see this? Because you took your I son I saw there, right? it with my own eyes. <laughs> how much, how did it smell baking in the, in the summer They were heat. far away, but there were a lot of parents saying, oh. <laughs> Actually, you should have taped that. Not the elephants fucking, but just the reaction of everyone being... Oh, oh my God! <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of quiet because why are I don't the know, elephants wrestling? I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen an elephant's donger in person. Oh, no. It's like, have you ever seen a horse? Oh my God! Horses donger in like real I've life? seen. Oh, I've seen elephants dongers and yeah. Oh, I'm just, I've seen horse dongers. Yeah, don't. Okay, I just typed in elephants fucking into YouTube and. <laughs> It's exactly. You know what? Physically, I thought it'd be more of a problem, but like, no, it's just. No, they they don't. They don't seem to have a problem with it at all. So. It happened like three or four times within the span of ten minutes. So did did you point to the elephants and say to your son, "Hey, look, this is how Dumbo got made." (laughs) That's what I did. Oh my god! So you saw the thrusting and everything, huh? Oh yeah. Oh my god! And you. Yeah, not... that's gonna be permanently locked in the inside of your eyeballs for the rest of your life. The image of uh-huh. hot elephant jizz exploding out of a an elephant lady's vagina. Mm. Wow, that is mm. congratulations, Daniel. It's a once in a lifetime. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh I should have yelled muzzle top afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, okay, that's... Yeah, yeah, you see that in person, and even from, like, hundreds of feet away, hundreds and hundreds of feet away, you're like, oh, well... I'm... So, I don't know how long it takes... I don't know how long it takes elephants to gestate, but... (laughs) (laughs) If we get some from now, I have witnessed... Uh, so, yeah, I I clicked on the first thing on YouTube when I typed in elephants fucking. It's called mating elephant (laughs) elephant... It's called mating elephant elephant mating video. (laughs) And yeah, that is that is that is an elephant dick. Mm-hmm. It's funny though when it comes out of the lady elephant though, it's 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 all soft and it kind of looks like uh, it looks like an elephant. It looks just like a slightly smaller version of the elephant's trunk. <laughs> but now it's kind of soft and like, hmm. 
It's it's a very it's the Ted Cruz of elephant dicks. Yeah, every single parent standing there had to be like, okay, what do we say the elephants are oh, doing? Oh right no, now? <laughs> they put a bucket under the elephants and they pull it out and now they got a bucket of elephant dicks. <laughs> oh no, it's only a little bit. I mean, we... you, judging from what I saw, you need <laughs> a bucket. Wow, that is okay. Did um. Did Ace Ventura come out of the elephant's vagina at the end and be like like he was drowning? Yes. That's all yes. I know about Ace Ventura is I've seen that clip. Well, I guess I think that's a rhinoceros, not an elephant. But yeah, no, there's I actually... I fucked up what, the joke. The, the, the dude, the, the, Sasha Baron Cohen did a movie where him and his brother were inside an elephant's vagina while got Oh, that fucked. is... When you type in elephants fucking to YouTube, that is the second... Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the second... Oh, elephants. Yeah, they're trying to be all edgy and like... Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah, just, the movie that destroyed. Just, eh, whatever. Man, elephant deliveries are fucked up. I've seen a couple. Oh man, that's a lot of. Pl- oh my god, that is quite a lot of placental juice. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Anyway. No, please never say the phrase placental <laughs> juice again. So yeah, that sounds pretty. Yeah, because we only talked for half an hour about the goddamn movie. Uh, what else been going on? Uh, I cleaned the garage yesterday because I'm a dad. Oh yeah, you that is totally the most dad thing you could have done. Spent the whole day putting up shelving and shit. What? Oh, shelving where for any particular Sorry, reason? Uh, oh, no, shelving in the garage. Sh- yeah, oh, okay. shelving in the garage. You're not even going to put, put up, like so you can put, put up tools like up coolers there. and shit. No, I yeah. need a toolbox. What are you guys doing for Labor Day? Oh, that's coming up, huh? Yeah, I mean not that Labor Day means much in 2020, but I don't know if you guys have anything specific going on. I don't know if you guys nah, had we jobs the- that like respected Labor Day. We went to the beach last weekend. We went to the zoo this weekend. We're probably all whatevered out right now. I was about to say, that's a good reason. I, I would assume next weekend. When is Labor Day this year? Labor Day. Um, have you ever seen... Oh, it's the 7th, so it's two weeks away. Um, mm. Have you ever seen the video game years? Nah. On, really? I'm kind of surprised. I've been re-watching that on YouTube. Um, well, maybe I have, but how old is it? It's uh, it's from like ten years ago. It's a bunch of video game guys. Like it's Pat Contry, the Pat the NES punk, and mm. uh, the gaming historian, and a whole bunch of like a uh, fucking uh, Mike Matei yeah. and oh, the Vega no. video game nerds show up on there. It's just a bunch of guys talking about the history of video games from like 1977 to like 1990, I think. And they go year by year by different video games. Uh, and uh, I was just going to bitch about that for a little bit because there's one guy Go on there. Go for it. Only shows up just to tell terrible dad jokes and nothing else. Um, Yay. I got two new Animal Crossing villagers. I finally got rid of my last original horrible villager that I always wanted to get rid of. Hippox or Hippox? Oh, uh, you know what? He's still. Crop? I've actually kind of grown to. I don't love him, but you know, he, he also he came later. Uh, mm. He actually replaced even worse, an even worse villager than. than, than, than nope. He's he... impossible. Impossible. He's the worst. I know. Looking I think... at him, looking at him makes my asshole hurt. Cause you, I think I originally, I think one of the first villagers to move in after I started the game was, was it Henry? There was an even more, more grotesque hippopotamus looking dude with the beard that I think I inherited from your village. Oh, Harry. Yeah. Harry, Harry. Yeah, no, he was. I think we both had him at the same time. Or something like that. And, but in order to get rid of Harry, I got hippo, which is hip e e a u x or whatever. It's like the French spelling of. Well, I mean, they probably spell hippopotamus the same thing in French. But like, just by virtue of the fact that he was a slightly less horrifying hippo, I kicked out Harry. But mm. 
Yeah, so I've actually kind of grown to like Hippo a little bit. He's he's now my least favorite villager that I do have, but I can put up with him. But yeah, no, there was a purple um, bird lady named Queenie who was had the totally like, ooh, the totally snooty personality. I don't know what the technical names of the personalities are, but Smug. she was always just fucking, she looked stupid. And she just, oh, I fucking hate her. But yeah, I finally convinced her. Um, I found out if a villager comes to your campsite, apologies for anyone who doesn't care about Animal Crossing, but this this is our lives. Um, if someone I comes can't to your... imagine anybody cares less about Animal Crossing than they do victory through <laughs> That's air. a good point, exactly. Uh, yeah, I found out, I looked up online, because I got a, the first person to come to my campsite that I was actually down with moving into my town, came to town. It was a little, uh, it's a little red duck named Ketchup. And I'm a sucker for any other oh, villagers. Oh, yeah, I think I had her in uh, the last Animal Crossing game. Well, she showed up at my campsite this week. And and I looked it up online. And, of course, you have to... They added this weird thing where if someone comes to your campsite and you want them to move in, you have to play, like, a bunch of card games with them to get them to agree to move in. But once you mm -hmm. do that, they'll randomly pick a villager in your town, regardless of how new or old that character is. And they'll offer to replace that character, essentially force out a character in your town. But it's completely random. And what you can do is if that campsite person picks a villager that you don't want to kick out, what you do is you quit out of the game uh, without saving. And I guess because the game auto-saves right before you talk to the campsite villager, that you can restart the game and the game will have that campsite villager still there, but it just won't remember that you just quit out of the game in mid conversation yeah. so you could keep on and you keep on coming back if you keep on winning that card game with that villager eventually they'll pick the the whatever villager it is that you want to kick out and that's what i did with queenie it took two hours i had to restart the game like eight times because like each Anybody like who doesn't know animal crossing they're like that sounds stupid oh but that man, but compared to I other get shit, you I, I, I sprinkles <laughs> and deirdre still are in my village yeah so that asshole yeah that is i haven't my... talked to for like three months because last time trying to get a decent villager, I spent it was a whole day. You've you've done this too, because you like you essentially live messaged me your entire experience doing this, where I had to do I spent forty five Nook Miles tickets and an entire day to get a new villager uh, to you come don't to my realize town. Realize how many ugly, oh stupid, bad villagers they are until you go looking for a decent one. And it's not like I have extraordinarily high standards. Because I even no. right now I have some bug fuck stupid fucking villagers, but I love them because they're so stupid. But, like, it was, like, fucking every goddamn... I got hairy again? Like, that's the thing. Some of these horrifying villagers I've gotten rid of bounced back, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. And so the terrible thing is I go all did some Googling. I don't really... People pirate. Make their own pirated versions of the Animal Crossing cards that you can oh, actually... I didn't know you could do that. You can do that because, well, if you buy, like, well, so, uh, I guess for, what was it, Pocket, not Pocket Camp, what was the terrible Wii board game for Animal Crossing they put out that no one bought? Uh, Happy Home Academy. Happy Home Academy, I guess when that came out, they also put out a bunch of NF NFC cards that would let you import Animal Crossing uh, NPC villagers into the game, and they made it so that those cards work with New Horizons. And if you scan those characters into the game, they can show up at your campsite, and that you, you know you could just really invite anyone you have a card of. I would have, I would have just assumed that they were copyright protected in a way you couldn't duplicate those. But if you go to Etsy, there's 18 million people who are pirating those things, and you can like buy hmm. five villagers for like 15 bucks, and like maybe like five bucks for shipping. For for so for 20 bucks, you can at least guarantee the next time you have a spot 
in your town, you could just have, like, a character you like show up at the campsite. Which, I guess there's a little bit of a mechanism there where you have to, like, talk to that person when they show up. When they're scanned into the game, uh, you have to talk to them with three the, days in a row or something like that. But With the um, AR cards or whatever, yeah. uh, I know that you get to pick which villager they kick out. Oh, really? I'm pretty oh. sure. Oh, the, the terrible thing is, now that I've got Queenie gone... Like, I actually like all my villagers now, so I don't care. Well, have you been doing the thing where you try to get all the... I guess the only thing you could really do in terms of the villagers in this game is become friends enough with them enough that they'll give you uh, their photo as a memento, yeah. that as a sign that, oh, we've become best friends. But that's really the only thing you do with the characters. Yeah, I haven't gotten a single photo. So, uh, now, like, recently I've decided to start, like, because that's really the only thing left to do in the game right now, because there's not much to do, is I craft two iron wall lamps every yeah. day because you can make make them out of just like very small amounts of like clay and iron that you just that you get out of the the rocks you 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 hit with your shovel anyway and you craft those and those are nice to give to the villagers because i guess the villagers if you gift them stuff if you if you give them clothes they'll wear the clothes if you give them furniture they'll put that furniture in their house but they won't put up anything that will stick to a wall so if you give them these iron wall lamps you can gift them these things and they'll never change if you really like you know the the, the entire the, the the interiors of their house they'll never change it'll just the, you, you'll get the brownie points for that but uh so yeah i've actually been working on getting all the all the uh signed photos from all my villagers now because yeah that's really the only kind of last, last thing left to do in the game right now in terms of like daily what stuff. what about that mech bill <clears throat> oh fuck you know what i Mm. I've got like 12 or 15 rusted parts. Which, how many yeah. do you need for that? Like 20 or 30? 50? 30. 30? I'm, ha I'm halfway there. And you pointed but, out, since I've got some dummy characters, villagers, yeah. I could use, I might be able to use those to steal rusted, uh, rusted parts from, what's his face? Duck guy. Well, yeah, if you dig up the, like, uh, his communicator parts, his parts. yeah and then don't give them to him the next day they'll turn into rusted parts ah, which so and you could get five per whenever color presume and i've got four extra characters and so i could possibly yeah i might that might be a way to farm rusted parts and if that would ha i mean i could almost get enough parts to build the mech in one day if that works out the way that we're talking about i don't know if there, yeah. there you is, just need but... a rocket and gold armor yeah and i've got an, i've got all the recipes for gold armor and rockets. Well, I could always you ask you. Might I was, know somebody. I was about who to say. <laughs> so what you had? So you had a recipe for the the hero mech, and it turned out mm -hmm. red, and you wanted it gray. Could you not pick what color it was going to be when you're crafting it, or is it always going to no. be a red mech? I think I think default? for everybody, it's red by default. Okay, because you said then you have to use fifty. Uh, custom, custom, uh, customization packs, which yeah. that's, I can't believe how expensive, those are like $600 per pack, so that's like thousands no, of bells you have to spend, stack? is it per stack, oh, but still, that's only like a couple of customization, uh, kits, it's like 60k, that was cool, them. the last time I went over to Daniel's place, he had just built his mech and had it standing guard at the, at the front of his town, and, yeah, it makes laser sounds and lights out of its eyes. Shit, that was really fucking cool. But yeah, you've officially beat Animal Crossing. I did it! At least the closest there is now, but... 
Yeah, I'm guys. just kind of curious to see how the seasons look as it turns into fall and winter, but aside from that, like, there's not much more. I hope, I hope the snowball rolling isn't as precise as it has been in some of the past games. Well, because that's, you roll the snowballs to make the snowman, and he gives you snow furniture, was that what that was? Yeah, and if he's slightly off, he'll be like, Oh, my body's too big, guess you oh, don't get really? shit. Yeah. And, like, if you fuck up for that one day, that's it for that day? Like, you don't get anything? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But with this one, since it auto-saves, you could probably just be like, Nope, and peace out. You would hope so, yeah, again. exactly. Thank God they have that thing where they also, they upload, you have the option now to upload your town save to the cloud now in case anything happens to your switch but yeah. oh man but yeah animal, hey, animal crossing, crossing it's still good i mean we're five months in and i'm kind of surprised i've played as much i mean I've, I've literally i mean granted half the hours or hours i just spent with the gates open not playing the game but yeah I've, i think i'm close to like 700 hours sunk into the game so far and mm -hmm. i'm kind of yeah this is i think this is the most i've played of animal crossing before wandering away although there's been a couple days where i've had like i've almost forgotten to check in uh, and so, but with the sea, yeah, the change of the seasons, I love fall. Oh man, I fucking hate it though, because it's always like mushroom-related furniture in the fall. And mm. fuck mushrooms, that's dumb. It should be more like autumnal, like, furniture made out of like birch trees and autumnal leaves and shit. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I'm kind of curious to see if Halloween is more interesting. The Halloween and the furniture, Halloween furniture in the past has always been terrible. It's been like mm. the pumpkin stuff. I don't know, there's usually like a skeleton or two that I usually put in my basement as my little torture dungeon. Oh man. I think I saw somewhere where supposedly you could have up to six people in a village at the same time, like six players. Mm -hmm. And so that means I've only got four NPC houses in my, or four uh, uh Oh, my, my sister's got a shit ton of villagers in her damn house. So man, I would gladly like have, just create a whole new villager in my town like an, a player character just to have their house be a full-time like after like halloween comes and goes if the furniture is cool enough i would glad i would happily have a dedicated haunted house in my town um oh we'll see hopefully that far. well you remember back in the day uh you i'm sure you went to some of those haunted house like islands that people would make oh yeah that's right yeah which was pretty cool um yeah and i guess uh, there's a lot of rumors that like Either the cafe or cooking stuff is going to show up in the in the fall update. Uh, that that's the rumored stuff that's supposed to be happening, and I would be kind of curious to see it, if like what the cooking mechanic in Animal Crossing might be. It'd be nice if you could make cooking and like give it to your villagers as gifts. Do something. They, that's that's the thing. I I've been watching a couple of videos where people have been talking about how the whole the villagers' personalities and your ability to interact with the villagers has kind of been neutered over the last 20 years, because, like, I guess, you know, the first game was really robust, but over time, in order to kind of, like, just streamline the game of taking a lot of that stuff out. And, yeah, I wish there was more meaningful ways to interact with the villagers, and I know people are upset because there, I guess there is a lot of ways to interact with villagers in Pocket Camp. And it's weird that, like, half that stuff isn't yeah. integrated into the main game. And, yeah, if you could cook and, like, I would love to be able to, like, cook up a thing of stew and give it to my villagers and actually see, like, they wouldn't even have to eat it, but there was a little animation where if, like, they would eat it if you went to their house and they had it out on a table or something like that. That would be fucking great. But My sister has eight houses on her island. So you can what? have eight. <laughs> yeah. What? She's like you where like what? one's a library, one's a diner, uh... one's a this, one's a that. That took me millions of bells. That's the only... I'll, I'll... 
well, upgrading she, those houses she, was the only reason I got doing the turnip shit. She's a time traveler, so... Oh, well, that helps out a lot, too. Yeah. But, um... I'll, I'll give you her dream address so you can check Oh, it yeah, out. actually, that'd be cool. Man, I'm trying to think where I would put... If I even got two more houses, where I would put that stuff. Well, I've got two big vacant lots. If I cleared out where the iron... I, either where the Iron Chef Kitchen Stadium is now or the garage sale flea market, I've got an eye kid. Eh, we'll see. I don't um, know. I, I so that just... was victory through arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? The reason I brought up the, the video game years was too. Uh, wow. When I was thinking about what I was going to do for this week's episode, instead of the video game uh, victory through air power, I was thinking about stuff we haven't talked about before, and I was like, "Is there any YouTube series that mm. are seminal?" Uh, I guess we did do Strong Bad. Although that's a website more than a YouTube series, and I was trying to think if there was any yeah, yeah. kind of... But, but, like, looking back through, like, quote-unquote classic online YouTube series, like, that's how I stumbled back into watching the, the video game years. But, yeah, you know, I was trying to think. I guess Angry Video Game Nerd, and at least in terms of stuff that we're interested in, would be one of the big ones. Yeah, I can't. I can't. No, no, I'm anymore. not saying. No, I'm not saying. But you know, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not even trying to think if we were to like okay. try to go back. Not and, that like, I think he's bad, but it's, no, it's just it's, it's the same thing every time. Yeah, I mean, and you watch like five of his videos and you get the gist right away. Like, like this most recent one, he had some guy do an impersonation to Tom Cruise as like the ending. And like I another like, guy. Yeah, and I was like, so what? that's it, huh? That's that's. Yeah. It's not Mike Matei either, huh? No, no, thank goodness, no. <laughs> I still love his fucking when he dressed up as Bugs Bunny. What's the yeah. matter, Bub? Uh, I did think <laughs> that's terrible, but yeah. Um, I guess like yeah, I'm trying to think of like classic. You, I'm sure there's. Well, I guess there's the fucking nostalgia nerd. Everyone I know who's like who was like a cl who a classic quote unquote classic YouTube channel personality just flamed out and turned into... Well, also, we've forgotten about a lot of them. Well, and I also didn't get into, like, the YouTube shit until... Like, I didn't find I out mean... about the Angry Video Game Nerd until, like, the last... Like, until, like, five years ago, long after Angry Video Game Nerd had been a thing, but... Remember, it was a huge deal when people... When it was like, hey, YouTube let you upload videos that are now ten minutes long. Oh, God. Holy shit. And now you've got, like, ten-minute fart... Uh, ten-hour fart comp. <laughs> There's a yeah. reason why they were trying to keep that shit short as possible, but yeah. So yeah, I was just trying to think, hey, I kind of like specifically YouTube, and which is funny because I anger video game nerd actually predates the YouTube stuff, but and I guess like Red Letter Media with the Plinket stuff. Although I was into that even before uh, Plinket even blew up. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was just all one thing I was thinking about, and like doing like looking up like nerd shit on YouTube is how I fell back into the video game years. I don't even know if I want to I, send you a link to that stuff because, like I said, I'm half aggravated with that video game your shit as much as anything else. But. Uh, uh, just it's for shit we because we got we got plenty of time to kill. Whatever. I mean, we've done an hour, but whatever. Yeah. I did fly Bill around Pittsburgh in <laughs> oh, Microsoft Air I Flight guess, Simulator. I know there's been stuff we've been doing that's worth talking about. That's definitely one of those talk worthy things. Is that like randomly I was laying in bed. I had done some work. I decided to lay down for a little bit, rest my eyes, and you suddenly messaged me. And you're like. Hey, I'm gonna fly over your town. You want to tell me where to go? And so you were—you suddenly decided to fire up on Twitch yourself, flying over Pittsburgh, where I'm from. And yeah, so I—I I got up and fired up a uh, Twitch on my Apple TV, and 
Uh, originally we were just gonna text each other, and I was like, no, we gotta hop on Discord, otherwise I can't, it'll be terrible yeah. just trying to text each other instructions about this dude. But yeah, you took a flight simulator tour of Pittsburgh, and you actually, you, you, you pinpointed my childhood home. And all these other landmarks around Pittsburgh, the Century 3 Mall. Surrounded or by dead people. <laughs> I will die. I was, yeah. Three giant cemeteries. I grew up in Mount Oliver. Uh, technically, that's not a part of Pittsburgh. It's its own borough with its own mayor and everything like that. But yeah, uh, my, my neighborhood had three giant cemeteries, uh, which that was the best thing. Man, Halloween when I was a kid, like back when like I lived in a city where there were seasons there was actual fall things happening in Halloween. What are you talking about? Portland's got seasons up the ass. Yeah, we have hot and then we have wet. <laughs> That's it. There's the only two oh, seasons we have. Yes, autumn is wet, but it is an autumn. But yeah, we, we, never, we don't get like... Well, I guess the trees do change color. What am I talking about? That is, I mean, like... that is a shitty thing about Portland. You can't jump in the leave piles because they're all soggy and wet. There's slugs That's, crawl that's around what I'm inside. saying. I missed the back in the days where, like, like by the end of September, it would be, like, 40 degrees outside. And, like... <laughs> the leaves slosh cold. when you walk through them. They don't crunch. Yeah, they just kind of melt. It's like wet paper yeah. all over the place. Um, I mean, it's great if you're going out for a drive, if you just want to look at the trees, like, you know, like, if you're going to go out in the boondocks and just, like, drive through the... Uh... Um, man, actually, I wonder, there's no... They're not doing any kind of real-time stuff in Flight Simulator, right? Because that would be kind of cool to fly uh, over... The weather and shit's real time, but the, the satellite image or like not. snowy stuff, like going out to where it's like. You know what? I don't know. You think because especially it's like weather map stuff. You think they could update that or let you time shift through time a little bit to be like. But like I said, the house that I'm living in right now, it, the, it's the the photo of it is the like landmark is just an empty vacant lot that's still being built. So yeah, that's it's hilarious. a little outdated. God, and they don't even tell you from like when. The map data they're pulling from is from you just have to just assume like okay my my house is not here this must be from yeah. like 2012 or something like that yeah yeah um yeah but that was really we cool. flew over japan that was wild that was we were both astonished at how huge and flat tokyo is yeah uh, like from like it looked like although we were flying through some of the rivers in tokyo and there were just, like giant hills in the middle of the river <laughs> there's some weird <laughs> graphical glitches but yeah, then uh, Daniel flew from the heart of Tokyo. Uh, you, so I, there's a drone mode. Yeah. It was the drone that you flew up to Mount Fuji, right? It wasn't even the airplane. Yeah. Correct. And so, <laughs> like, I don't know how fast that drone was flying, but you did sit there for like 20 minutes, like in real time, just flying out from the heart of Tokyo over like the country. We didn't realize that like Mount Fuji's like cities away from it's not like at the it's not like tokyo's at the foot of mount fuji like you have to go like what well, you said it's kind of like we live we live within the same uh urban center vancouver washington slash portland oregon yeah. and mount hood which is the biggest mountain around here is kind of that but i what would you say mount hood's like 10 miles away or something like that <laughs> what, what's my i don't drive so i don't know what miles are 10 10 yards away 20 100 yep, yards? 10 yards yeah uh i'm not sure but it's definitely not 10 miles let's see let me, let, hold on i'll pull up now that yeah the Stop. podcast can get real quiet as we both look up you the internet. talk you talk da, i'll look da, 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 da. but yeah it was really well was especially you did this crazy shit about 45 how... miles away oh wow okay um <laughs> 10 miles no, actually, I just ordered Chipotle, and that was only two miles away, and that was just downtown. What am I talking about? 
<laughs> oh man, I just had Chipotle for the first time this week because I watched a YouTube video. Speaking of YouTube, I got tricked. Uh, it wasn't bad though, but it's not. Chipotle is any... the best like um, chain burrito, it, big burrito you're gonna. For mall, it, depending food, on how you get it, get. It, for mall it's, food, it was better than I expected. It's the only thing I'll the the cilantro when it doesn't bug me for some reason. Yeah, there was actual cilantro in the tacos I got, and it wasn't actually that bad. Um, but there's a, speaking of YouTube, I'll just pitch this real quick. Uh, there's a really fascinating YouTube, uh, channel that I follow called Company Man. And this guy, he just talks about the rise and, uh, fall. Not always the fall, but he just talks about the history of various, just big companies and restaurants and stuff. And, like, how companies were founded and, uh, how they've weathered the time over the years and stuff like that. But he all discusses this stuff in a very, in a very... Uh, layman's kind of entertaining turn so you don't have to be like any kind of a business expert to understand like how he's explaining stuff and he was talking about how uh, Chipotle bounced back from I forgot that Chipotle had the giant E. coli a couple different like E. coli disasters in the last decade yeah. and he was talking about how it's a miracle that they're actually trading up higher now than they were like like a decade ago before the E. coli stuff and I always thought Chipotle was garbage because I knew it was like mall food but he was talking about how they made their bones on being, like, some of the freshest, like, fast food ingredients and stuff out there. And I was like, oh, actually, that doesn't sound oh, yeah. that bad. Now, so that everybody got me makes, Everybody makes fun of them. I'll fuck up a Chipotle burrito, like, crazy yeah. well. But that's a terrible thing living... We live on the East Co on the West Coast, and we there's always going to be fantastic mom-and-pop Mexican shops that yeah. sell dirt-cheap, fantastic Mexican food. So there's no reason to eat a Chipotle unless you absolutely have to, but... It was actually not that bad. But, uh, so you were flying in the drone up to Mount Fuji. And it was great because I would... Had you already hit the ceiling for how high you can get with... With... Normally get with the drone? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, because no, no. then... Because you, cause you were dragging the drone up to the top of Mount Fuji. And you were, like, I rocketing through I the textures. It was great. I didn't bother looking up, like, the keys and i didn't bother oh, okay, hitting all okay. the keys i, I know how funny. to go up and down oh, okay because it, you're just like it's not at the point the perspective of like bumping all the way up mount fuji was pretty great you got to see all these great like yeah like prime real estate at the mount the both at the base and at the top of mount fuji we saw there's some buildings up at the top of mount fuji and then we we're like this must be a scientific volcanic like survey station or something like that because yeah the godzilla research facility <laughs> Which, that makes me laugh, because that's actually how they killed Godzilla in 1985. Uh, but, yeah, no, that seems really cool, and I'll never be able to play it until they put it on Xbox, and I buy a new Xbox, I guess. Because you're playing it on yeah. PC, and you have a... D yeah. How new is your PC? I got it this year? Oh, so it's, like, actually... I mean, I don't know if you have, like, top-of-the-line PC, but... It's pretty close. Have you ray-traced yet? Oh, yeah, I ray-traced the fuck out of control. Oh, really? Have you tried... Yeah, that shit. Gorgeous. Have you ray-traced uh, Minecraft? Yeah, that, that looks gorgeous. gorgeous. What I've seen of that shit? Yeah. Mamma mia. Um, oh, I was yeah, running no, I that. I was running the flight simulator on Ultra. Oh, that was Ultra? I mean, yeah, it looked good. setting. Well, we spent so much time in Pittsburgh at, like, the dirt level, like, on the ground, but, like, uh, looking at you the also worst... Weren't you also were watching a stream. You weren't oh, watching online. No, computer. but I'm just saying, like, the textures. And I was even oh, talking yeah, about... Oh, yeah, the textures. You live next to a burrito. <laughs> that, yeah, Daniel found my house, which my house don't... Most of the houses we kept on seeing, at least in America, all the houses kind of look like, like paper craft houses that someone sat on. And the house that right next to me is shaped like a burrito, even though it's just a normal square-shaped house. 
But it's funny because then you, we were flying through fucking Tokyo, and like the textures for the fronts of, I mean, the, the the buildings are modeled so nicely, and even the textures for the front of these buildings, you can almost read the advertisements and shit. Whereas like I don't know why the like the the fucking map data for Tokyo is so much nicer than it is like. Portland, Oregon, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, they've got different rendering engines for different. They places, must, or something like that. But then it looked really. I and mean, we were just so flabbergasted. Just how Tokyo fucking would look because Tokyo would look ridiculous with a bunch of burritos all over. Because <laughs> it would just look like it would burrito town. It would, yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, if anything, too, you think it's, it would be easier just to model flat boxes than it would be burritos. It'd be like less polygons, but yeah. Anyway, that was really that was yeah. I won't be able to play. Oh, God, why when, would I buy a new Xbox? As that thing gets, like, modded and updated for the next yeah. year, that shit's gonna be ridiculous. Uh, wait, did you even pay for it? Or I don't know if you could buy it on yeah, Game yeah, Pass. Yeah. It's on Game Pass, but I don't have Game Pass because my Xbox is used for... I was about to say. ...watching movies and nothing else. Oh, uh, you do you use the Blu-ray? Oh, the 4K stuff. I forgot about that, too. Um, oh, that's... Do you have Apple TV or anything like that? I do not have Apple TV. Okay, I use Apple TV most of that stuff. Yeah, uh, I, my Xbox only gets turned on when I need to watch a 4K movie on disc. I have been using since John discovered Happy or uh, Happy Time no Happy Action the Theater happy time on the, the Happy Timers. Since he discovered the Happy yeah. Action Theater, he's been the X, the Xbox 360 has been getting more use and the Kinect oh recently. Than the, than the Xbox One, yeah. Oh, shit, that's cool. I'm glad to see that game still getting used, because I know that's that's the that's the ideal use case, is, is little, little kids going nuts I with mean, that guy. with the AR shit right now, that that thing would be awesome if they remade it. That's the like double fine thing, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. With actual good cameras and shit, but we, nah. Yeah. Oh, garbage. God, I forgot it's, it's tied to connect. Well, I'm glad to see it's working for him, at least. Yeah, yeah, he likes it. Oh, he likes man. to fall in the lava and just go away forever man my housemates the other day they were talking about how they had started to watch happy time murders and they were liking it so much and i was like oh they had heard me talking earlier how we had done an episode before and they were like asking for my opinion and thank god something happened to change the conversation because like i wasn't <laughs> even gonna be able to fake my way out of like yeah i thought it was great i did you just stand up suddenly and said i think my mom's calling me was... and run downstairs <laughs> I run screaming into the streets like forrest gump uh yeah um do. I actually went back and actually listened to a little bit of that episode just to remember. Did we hate it as much as I remember it? And like, we had we right out of the we gate. We didn't necessarily hate it. Also, it's so we, nothing and boring. But that's, I forgot that, like, actually, that episode was kind of like the last time we did something like this where we just wound up talking the shit about more general stuff because there was so little to talk about the actual movie. It was bad, yeah. but it was also just boring bad, so there was not much to talk about other than just like it was just badly put together and that was it. You know, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, Flight Simulator. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think of anything else that's coming out this fall that's, like, I don't know. Like, I've been broke all year, so I don't know if I... I, I doubt I'll have enough money for a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation mm. 5, much less an Xbox, but... Well, you can't, they, just, they just delayed Halo, Halo well, Infinite. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound I, like you're in a big rush to be an early adopter on these anyway. I am fucking astonished that they're not trying to get uh, Flight Simulator out as a launch title to replace... Uh, Halo. I mean, I know it's yeah, easier throw said some than guns done. Guns on the planes, but yeah, do something, Christ. Because I, I even if Halo were coming out at the same time, uh, even if they had Halo and Micro and Flight Simulator coming out uh, as both side by side as launch titles for the Xbox, I would still probably play. I'd probably buy a Flight Simulator over Halo because 
I just, I don't know if there's anything wrong with Halo, but I've already played so many Halo games in my life, but I'd love to play some more Flight Simulator. Yeah, it's a known commodity. <laughs> oh, um, hey! Yeah? Just because I forgot about it. Uh, they talk about, when they're talking about the Russian dude in it, I just closed the tab and another tab popped open on my computer. Oh, uh, no. That Harmon trophy, they show the angle and the lighting makes it look like a big pile of poo. The Harmon trophy? Yeah, it's like a dude throwing a plane. Oh, okay. But the angle that they film it at in this this thing, oh, I didn't looks even notice. Awful. That's funny. It looks it looks terrible. Oh anyway, God, that, that even I forgot thought. I got into reading about the fucking fire bombings of Tokyo and shit as a result yeah. of watching that. And we're talking about other stuff. That's just I, I didn't realize the fire. I knew the fire bombings were bad, but I didn't realize they were almost even worse than the, the nuclear bombings, and just in terms of like death toll and amount of uh, cities destroyed but um, yeah we killed a lot of are civilians are you gonna tony hawk uh remake that's coming out in a week or two everyone's raving about i'm that gonna demo. give it some time because okay. the last one was so bad it not was... even five the remake was it felt bad and i want to give it some time and make sure everybody's not just being like oh fuck yeah the music yeah i want it to actually play well because the last one i got up to the school and i kept trying to do all the shit i used to do and i was like mm. oh you bought the bad one the bad remake i yeah. Oh fuck! Then you're double. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make sure this one plays plays I the good. I did see they had it, they even have it so that you can change the controls and the move sets for different uh, mm. Tony Hawk games. So the physics will change. Like you could have it uh, both be just the move sets from like Tony Hawk One and the controls from Tony Hawk One, uh, Tony Hawk One Two versus like I, it's just remaking the first two games, right? Yeah, yeah, because I don't yeah. think I saw. It's adding all the all the shit from it, which though. is funny because I actually played more Tony Hawk Three than anything else. But Tony Hawk games are good. I mean, I I did spend so much time back in the day. Just oh, like... I played uh, Metroid. I bef I played one so much that before all the cheat codes that came out, oh like, yeah, you do everything and unlock everything. I unlocked everything in that. How much was there to unlock? I think that was just, the one that players? ended on the boat. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Man, I was those masks must be tiny, too, because it's funny seeing, like, I guess the demo is just in the warehouse from the first game. And yeah. I forgot that was, like, a whole, like, compared to, like, even, like, Tony Hawk 3, that would just be a portion of the map. And I forgot, like, in Tony Hawk 1, that is a whole map in of itself. But, yeah. Um, and I guess they can't... I guess they can't put, like, I wonder if they could put any of the unlockable characters back in, like, Darth Maul or Wolverine or... Well, that again, that's more, it. that's, that that's, that's later games. Um, yeah, I wonder if they're going to have, like, it's so like Bam Margera in the first two. Oh, he is such a sad That's what I said, would they even, like, go now? out of their way? He's like, the, oh, that's the other thing. Oh, man, I watched a couple documentaries this weekend. I watched documentary, did you see me raving about this shit on Twitter? I don't know, I don't want to repeat myself. I watched the documentary about Ren and Stimpy that just came out. I saw you ran in about that. Have you heard that, uh, John Crickfalusi? bit of a pedophile <laughs> i've heard he has a touch of the pedophile he has a, he has a, he has a strange taste for that tang uh slight, man he's a, a miserable i didn't realize he was actually in the documentary and what a miserable son of a bitch he is well i am but he color, is like also his his voice I, I not that i saw a whole bunch of footage of him in the past but his voice now he sounds like one of his own characters now he's talking like this I mean, he's not quite tom waits but he's like yeah, I may have diddled a kid or two, but what are you going to do? <laughs> and, <laughs> which is funny, because, like, even when he was doing Ren and Stimpy, they have all this old footage and, like, even, like, 
photos for the cover of GQ and shit he posed in for like the six months where people cared about Ren and Stimpy. Where he was obviously even going gray back then. But now, he, of course he would be like fully gray now, but now he's like dyeing his hair. He's, I don't know if it's a terrible toupee or a bad hair, hair dye job or what. And, but yeah, that documentary is not very good. It's called like Happy Happy Joy Joy, I think. And mm. yeah, it's kind of a mess. I was talking about it, going back and forth with it about Filthy Ebald about how it feels like they had the, like the documentary pretty much uh, finished and like, like maybe uh, they got John Crook Felucci's. Did you, man, I feel bad for even going off about this. I'm just assuming that you were a Ren and Stimpy fan back in the day. Do you care anything about Ren and Stimpy? I watched Ren and Stimpy. I I liked them well enough at the time. Because I, I didn't that, have like, cable, so they were like a special Oh, shit, yeah. Um, Ren and Stimpy, man. But it's funny, too, because like, I've only seen, of all the Ren and Stimpy cartoons they made, because I haven't realized they kept on making Ren and Stimpy for years. The only Ren and Stimpy I saw as a kid were the first like half dozen cartoons, which made oh, Ren, you, and Ren and Stimpy. If you watch the later ones, the adult party time or whatever, where they didn't have any limits that they did on Spike, They talk about that, say. yeah. Ooh, hot diarrhea straight from the ass. It's bad poo poo. They showed it's some web poo -poo. animation that John Crook Felucci. It's funny because the last 20 minutes of the documentary is totally about how he flushes Curry down the toilet. They're they show footage from that stuff. And yeah, there's like a web cartoon, like a flash animated from like 1999 that just looked like you could. Oh, it's. No bueno, no me gusta. It's poop 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 poop. But they like they they delve into like him like grooming little girl not little girls they're teenagers but like like they kind of they do get into that at the end but still it feels like they're kind of pulling their punches just so they could get like John Crook Felucci just to be like he's just the saddest most self pitying motherfucker on the planet and he stills ah uh, he's miserable. Like the diagram itself isn't that bad, but for the miserable, the, the how miserable it makes you watching watching this miserable bastard, and how uninformative the rest of the documentary is, because like they spent so much time just talking about how popular Ren and Sippy was when it was popular, and that's like four fifths of the documentary. It just gets boring after mm. a while. Because like I said, it feels like they had a normal length documentary, and then they had to squeeze all this extra interview footage with John Kerclusi on top of that at the last minute. So it's like this, the pacing is weird. But and I did that, and I watched uh, right before we started recording. Had you heard about Not For Resale? Uh, it's a document... Oh, you know, you, I was raving about this on Twitter, so you would not have seen this, because I was had was raving... Uh, well, not raving, ranting, I guess I should say. Uh, right before we started recording. But you were at the zoo watching elephants fuck. Well, I guess... Do you think they were trying to get the elephants to fuck? Is there a reason why they would not want the elephants to fuck? So I was going to ask if they were using a condom. I mean, nobody was trying to stop them. <laughs> how do you, then how do you stop them even if you're trying? Yeah, exactly. how do you stop an elephant? From fucking. That's a, that, there's a punk song right there, too. Um, not for resale. It's a documentary that was produced... Um, uh, this actually, I got into watching this because of the video game years. The video game years involves Pat the NES Punk, who's like a, a buddy of James Ralph, the video game nerd. Um, uh, not for sale documentary. It, yeah, it it, it 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 posits itself as a documentary about used game stores, and it kind of is. Mm. Uh, for the first third of it, they talk to a whole bunch. They interview with a whole bunch of different people who run. Uh, video game stores all throughout the country, everywhere, like, just Portland to North Carolina to Chicago to um, Massachusetts, all different kinds of places, and that's kind of interesting, but then the docu documentary turns into mostly a, uh, I don't want to 
to say propaganda piece, but it's mostly this philosophical essay about how uh, now that video games are going all digital, uh, that it's even more important now to try to preserve the history of video games before uh, both digital and old games. That we need more museums and more preservation efforts in order to, to yeah. preserve the history of video games. And that's fine, but I already knew all that stuff, and I was more interested just to hear the stories about people who run their own mom-and-pop video game stores. And it was okay, but I was a little bummed there wasn't more of that stuff. Um, but it's just okay. It, like, it's like 10 bucks on YouTube. It's not very expensive if you want to check it out, though. But yeah, not for C or not for resale. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I was... The thing I got that got me tweeting about it was it's only 90 minutes long, but it took me three hours to go through because I oh, kept... ringing endorsement. Well, no, because I kept on pausing it to check out all the like the weird shit pe people are selling inside their stores. I'm like, is that like a what the f is that like an N64 DD? Like how much? And like like somebody's like selling a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch Out for like a loose copy of Mike Tyson's Punch Out for 30 bucks. And I'm like, how is that That's... 30 bucks? crazy you you ran about how that's ridiculous while well, i go take some meat out of the oven that's not that's <laughs> okay, just do that. that's 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 not like a euphemism i gotta take a oh you actually okay right you back. go do that yeah no i'm not gonna go drop a load in the I'm toilet say, like, drop a load just, drop a deuce in the toilet it's a spicy meat coming out of your butthole then no, okay go no, ahead i'm gonna <laughs> unless dinner they, be back unless your wife's giving birth and that's an actually no. anyway go ahead go 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 right go back. go go uh, but yeah, it was kind of like, uh, all, like, I, well, they go, the documentary is cool, because at least when they're going to go off about all the game preservation stuff, uh, they kind of go on a little mini tour of, like, the National Video Game Museum, which is cool to see, and they talk to Frank Cifaldi, who's the head of the, what's like, the National Video Game Preservation Society, and they talk about, like, the, the, the video game history displays he, he's put on at Portland Retro Gaming Expo, and, and that stuff is cool. But, again, I've seen already most of that stuff, and so maybe maybe it's because I follow those efforts online I was less interested in that stuff, because I already know all that stuff. Although it is cool to see the displays. Um, it Like, even at the video game museum, they show how, uh, aside from just even showing off games, they have, like, little little scenes, like, they built, like, a little, like, a, like a life-size recreation of, like, a kid's bedroom, bedroom from, like, 1985. And they've got, like, a little actual arcade from, like, what an arcade would have looked like in 1986 where you can go in there and play all these arcade games. And So that's cool. I mean, that looked pretty cool. But, yeah, not as much with the actual talking to people who run video game stores. Because uh, one of my favorite things in the world is hearing horror stories from people who run video game stores. Because there's always just anecdotes about maniacs coming in trying to steal stuff or do this or do that. Or, I mean... Retail horror stories in general can be pretty entertaining, but mix that with, like, video game shit and people trying to pass off, like, um, <laughs> forged video games and things like that is the real thing. That's always kind of interesting to hear about. That's one of the things that's the reasons why I listen to Pat the NES's Punk's podcast. I think it's the Completely Unnecessary podcast, because Pat the NES Punk himself is not that interesting. He's a nice guy. He means well enough. He's a little bit of a... a, a a little bit of a dork, a little self-absorbed. But his co-host, Ian, he runs a video game store, and his stories about the horror shows of running that video game store, that's always the best part of that podcast. And it's actually through that podcast I learned about Ian's other podcast called Extra Napkins, 
which is a food podcast, and then it's 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 they they talk about cooking and stuff like that, but they also just talk a lot about like you know junk food and restaurants, restaurants, fast food, and things like that. And their favorite, they'll have a whole episode just about like their favorite dips or their favorite chips, hot dogs, and things like that. But yeah, the, the, the extra napkins has been one of the podcasts I've been listening to quite a bit lately. Been uh, going through their archives that have only been around for two years, but they have some great themed episodes. It sounds like... Are <laughs> you okay? How's the meat? Do you have it's to go juicy. eat the meat? We can wrap this up. We've been recording for no, a podcast. No, I just had right to now. pull it out of the oven if Kelsey wasn't back by four. What's the meat? It's a roast. Oh, just a nice hot roast on a nice 80 degree day. Nice hot roast is splattered me. Oh. Splattered me with hot juice. So is, is that something Kelsey put in the oven before she left? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you? No, I did. What am I talking about? I was about to say, I was going to ask how much cooking you do <laughs> compared to Kelsey. Oh, she does 95% of the cooking. She does? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, so she's, how did you she's prepare good this at roast? It. She's good at it. I pulled it out of the bag that we got at Costco and it put so- it on a rack. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're like, did it sound like this? You nailed it. You got it. I'm sure the microphone probably didn't even pick that up. Uh, wait, out of the bag? Yeah, it's a Costco one. So. Oh, is it like was it only like pre-seasoned and stuff like that? Like already marinated? Yeah, pre-marinated. Oh, that sounds piece. awesome. Is it a pot roast? I don't remember. Because if it's a big enough hunk of meat, if it's like a big thing of hu- pot roast, that's the thing that kills me. If you want to marinate something like that, you have to like let it marinate for days for the marinade to really do anything. But So if it's already pre-packaged, that's even better. Oh man, I had a- Hey, you know what? <laughs> the nice thing about, because we're recording late today because I went to the zoo, I can drink rum and not feel like an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing right now. Does Kelsey yeah. have the kid with her? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, now you're drunk, home alone with a kid. You're like, uh-oh, I forgot I had a kid. Now I'm half drunk. I don't know what to do now. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Hey, Homer. Hey, Homer. Um, I can't hey. remember any good party lines now. What does she say? <laughs> what did he say to Mrs. You Butterworth? You want a bad night? Try sleeping on one of these. What did he say to Miss Butterworths? Or is that when he says, "Oh no, it's happening again"? When when he beats yeah. Miss Butterworth to death at the fuck? Yeah. God, I love this. Happening again. <laughs> that's okay. That's what it is. Yeah, I confuse that when it's like. What does he say when the the, the 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 alcohol, the fake alcohol at the, at the at NASA kicks in? It begins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. That was not alcoholic. <laughs> Such a good joke. I feel so bad for Barney. Oh my God. Have you? I uh, keep on. There's like a, speaking of YouTube again. There's a guy. I think his name's like the Real Jims. Uh, he yeah, does like right. a, a lot of Simpsons retrospectives and season reviews and stuff like that. I've been watching like that's the only like Simpsons related YouTube channel I follow. Oh, by the way, pretty good. <laughs> the oh, uh, Simpsons episode where it starts with a soccer game between Mexico and Uruguay. Uruguay. You can tell. You can tell I've had some. Oh <laughs> uh, no! That's the one where Homer gets a gun. It's season nine. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I'm done. You, you watch more Simpsons. That's well. what I'm saying. Like it's 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 the real Jims. Uh, I I I had to go back because I like even when the Simpsons was airing. What season was the one with um? 
John Waters. That's like season eight, right? That's a pretty. I had stopped one. watching. I think I kind of stopped. Wa wandered away from the show around six or seven, and so mm. like even season eight is a lot of episodes. I didn't watch until I came back later. Uh, so season nine, and that, there's there actually has been some episodes from season nine where I've been like, Ugh. well, even the Simpsons map that I've been working on. I need to get back to that because I've been working on Zelda stuff. But even the Simpsons map that I've been working on is only only quote unquote only seasons one through eight. Just because well, there's plenty of shit from the I'm early sure this. So, Every time it's like, hey, we made a Lisa episode, <laughs> I say, Ugh. oh no. Well, Ugh. so wait, so have you heard about this Real Gems guide that I was talking about? Yeah, yeah I've watched this. Well, the nice thing about him is that he's actually been watching the show the whole time. So, yeah. like, when he talk, like, he'll do, a, like, a Waylon Smithers retrospective. He'll talk about, like, okay, this is also what happened to Smithers in seasons 14. In season 25, this happened to him. So it's not just, like, I mean, he t tends to mostly focus on the Golden Age stuff. But he knows what he's talking, like, he knows the overall. He's not, like, one of these, like, one of fans like me who's just, like, their only knowledge of the Simpsons is, like, the first uh, decade. So, and so that's actually been, well, it's through his stuff. That got me interested in stuff like we did that one Simpsons for Christmas like a year or two ago. Uh, Simpsons Future History Past or whatever. Because he was Ghost raving that up. Future Past or something. Yeah, and I was like, I think that sounds interesting. So, yeah, that, that that's my, like, well, yeah, the real gems, all one word on YouTube has been my, like, Simpsons guru. Um, and he does his videos. He doesn't really edit video of the simpsons as much as screen caps but the screen caps he, f he chooses from each episode are just really funny it's one of those things where just like looking at a still picture of the simpsons is enough to make me laugh mm -hmm. um yeah so is that the cartridge family is that the name of that episode because i know that's the name of an episode of the simpsons that sounds like that would be the name of unless it's which about one? video games the gun episode where homer gets a gun oh. uh i don't know which one that oh, is okay. I mean, think maybe it's Homer gets a gun. <laughs> Why not just call it a gun? No, it is the Cartridge family. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then, and then there's there's a couple things from season nine that I've been tempted to put in the map because there's a couple episodes I do know from that, but yeah. So, yeah, the, the Simpsons is uh, it's like the the best pizza place in 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 oh the nation, whatever. It's like the best pizza it's a good place. Pizza place yeah. And. The first couple seasons, they had this amazing chef, and he, he made the best pizzas in the world. And then he taught the people under him how to make these freaking amazing pizzas, and they taught the people under them, and etc. And this the pizza's still good. Yeah. It's just not as good as when that first chef was there making it. Because I, I, it, it was many years ago that I tried this experiment, but uh -huh. I watched an episode of The Simpsons, and a new episode of The Simpsons and a new episode of Family Guy back to back, and mm -hmm. The Simpsons still made me laugh. And Family Guy, I was like, "This is dog shit." Oh, okay. Didn't make me laugh at all. Simpsons you... still funny sometimes. Do you still tune in every once in a while, even when you're not doing experiments? Or I never watch TV anymore. Oh, okay. And that's well, not like one of the. Got I'm, a kid? Yeah, it's not. I'm a, not one of the. I'm not, not one of those talk, people but... that is like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even watch TV. Well, anymore. you have a date. I just, I just. Your job also has crazy hours, and it's yeah. there's you have multiple reasons for not being. A, I mean, granted, people are just walking away from TV anyway. So, but. Yeah. Um, I still need to watch more Futurama. I've only seen weird, big, weird bits and pieces of Futurama, but not the whole thing. Yeah, that's easier because that's only like four seasons. But um, anyhow, I guess we should fucking end this. We went uh, quite a bit longer than we 
Yeah. We actually talked about the dang thing we were talking about this time. I guess your wife's home too, That hence the barking dog. How can you tell? Oh, that's always a great alarm. That is like the wrap it up sound for the podcast. If there's a barking dog, I'm like, well, time to mo- Well, what? also it's later in the day, so I need to let you get drunk by yourself. <laughs> it's fine. Anyhow, what do you do for the rest uh, of the day? Oh, eat, eat roast. <laughs> I was about to say, eat that fucking meat. What's the sides going to be? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some vegetable drenched in butter and shit. Uh, we've been doing kitchen renovations here, too, so I don't have access to a functioning kitchen for the last month. So I've been mostly eating canned food. So I'm looking forward Your to fresh veggies. Your personal chef hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. That's the fresh food I'm dying for. That You know what? <laughs> that's part of the reason why I think I was chomping at the bit at Chipotle so much, because I was like, ooh, fresh vegetables. By vegetables, I mean beans and rice, but... Anyway, okay, mm. we'll wrap up. We need to get out of here. There's no reason. To. We've been stumping for an hour anyway. We don't need to stump any longer. Yeah, he's okay. Maldred on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. TardyPodcast.com. Maybe I'll post the video that my wife took of the elephants having sex, and you can see a little <laughs> come out after the end. Were you guys making sex sounds along with that? Just kind of like mock them? Like, eh, No, uh, she sung uh, the circle of which life. Actually, oh, really? Oh, actually, that would be more traumatizing if your, your kid were there to witness that on top of the elephants fucking. Um, Any. Wow. So anyhow, yeah, that was that was uh, victory through air power. Next time we're going to talk about some more. Wait, oh, yeah, no, Disney next decades, time it's right? fun and fancy three. Oh, well, I mean, that's still Disney for the decades. It's not a short yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the shorts, but it's fun. God, it's fun. I think that's the one with Jack and the Beanstalk, and it's like, the, then it's also mixed with, like, fucking Pecos it's Bill Jack, or some shit or something like that. Jack and the Beanstalk, and. Oh, what one is it? I can't remember now. I think it's we got Pecos Bill's got to be. About. I'm sure Paul Bunyan, it's not Pecos, Pecos Bill. Bill. No, it's, that's their, like, high tales. Um, yeah. It's one that I don't really care about. Well, that's the thing with half the package features. It's like, I forget they, I still forget that they did Wind of the Willows adaptation. Hence, Mr. W- we talked about that before, but Mr. Frog's Wild Ride. But... Oh, Little Bear Bongo. So get ready the for the excitement. The hell is Little Bear Bongo? Little Bear Bongo. What? Narr- hosted by Jiminy the Cricket. Well, that's, I like makes that Makes his guy. triumphant return. Oh, actually, the Cricket, not just the voice actor. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what? Oh, yeah, and it's got the ventriloquist on it, because every Disney movie needs a ventriloquist. What? Are you just making this that. shit up now? We'll find out next week. You know what? This sounds Sorry like another episode. We're going to talk about the movie for about ten minutes, and I'm going to spend the rest of the time talking about Lego Nintendo shit. Um, okay. We'll, we'll come back yeah. next week. Yeah, we'll, uh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I think I have to make this commitment. Like, there should never be something. Maybe Bill... <laughs> Bill, Bill will see the ventriloquist and say, nah. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know if I uh, That should make me more curious or, like, make me, make me want to stay away from it more. Because no, that's how, no. I don't want to see ventriloquist. It's a, no. He said no. 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 Mickey, Mickey Mouse poo hit pants. Mickey Mouse poo hit pants. Okay. All right. Anyway. I've got nothing else. Um, war propaganda. Hurrah, hurrah, America. Yeah, yeah it wasn't as bad as we Ooh. thought it was. Here's the sound of Ooh, me pooing boom. my pants. He poo his pants. This is still not work. Why does it work sometimes and other times it doesn't? I hate life. Mm. Okay, we'll be back next week. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> it works. Now, can we start the podcast over from the start? Yeah. <laughs> well, Perfect. Take care, guys. Adios. <sighs> I've got a doodle in my noodle, and his name is Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle.
Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. I got my mojo rising. There's a poodle in my strudel. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Goodle Moodle. Poodle Moodle Zoodle. I'm sick of this. Minky Boodle. Shut up, Brack. No. I got a doodle in my noodle, and his name is Minky Boodle. Stop it, 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 stop it